All right, Chris, why don't you come in and uh, make yourself comfortable? Thank you. Now, I'm told that you saw a disturbing movie. Well, my friend said that I should watch the scary movie. And so I said, okay, I, c I can watch the scary movie. And now I haven't slept for two weeks. Well, you know, it's only a movie. It's only make-believe and pretend. You know that, don't you? I know, but this movie... Uh, uh, Go on. Well, there's a mommy, and she has a baby in her belly, and the doctor is a fat man with whitey tidies, uh -huh. and... When the mommy has the baby comes out of the mommy, yes, and then he, and then he. Okay. And then he hugs the baby and. What? And then he has a hood on and he takes the hood off and oh no and then they give him a big machete knife but he out get get out of my office Get out of my office. I am the media masochist. And here I am, once again, taking one on the chin for the team. I'm going to tell you this. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. And now, introducing your host, me, the guy who eats shit and tells you what it tastes like. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Media Masochist, although, you know, I hesitate to say welcome because it's usually not a happy occasion. Um, I'm. This is a mutant episode of the Media Masochist where I have actually found somebody else to beat themselves up over over a piece of media and I've got I'm very happy to have with us you've probably heard him you know talking in between um some you know segments of our show but now we actually have him on the show the hair metal hero Christopher Tyler Hey how you doing everybody out there in internet radio land And you hear how excited he is over this wonderful movie that I made him see This is a mute now usually in the media masochist I have a movie in here that I just hate or was painful to see or is like awful in a wonderful way or something like this. This movie this movie was painful to watch but in my opinion it's a great movie. It's a it it, it could even be in masterpiece land. It's just a masterpiece that maybe most people 
should not see. And I'm I'm talking about a movie. It's called uh, a Serbian film, and it's of course from Serbia. And maybe you've heard about it. It's making its way across the festivals and through torrent land, and and I believe you could even see parts of it on YouTube for <laughs> till somebody finds out about that and puts the nicks on that. Um. Uh, yeah, I I saw this movie because I'm an idiot. No, I was I I was really fascinated <laughs> by this. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> hey, I gotta live it, man. I might as well say it. Um, there's this camera out called the Red Camera, and it's a really neat new digital camera. And I was wondering if anybody'd made a movie on it, so I did a little Google search and I found out this movie had been made on it. So I said, "Oh, okay." And I saw an interview with the the director. And not having my notes, I got my notes right here. The director, whose name is I'm gonna totally fucking mangle it now. It's Srujan Spazojevic. And I saw. I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah, you tried I'll, that I'll, I'll handle all the Serbian <laughs> names just for the sake of I'll take all the 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 flack. Uh, I I'm pretty much assuming he's not gonna hear this podcast. But I saw like <laughs> it was an interview with him after they'd just shown the film at South by Southwest in Austin, Texas, and they didn't say anything about what was in the film. But the, the audience was obviously just stunned into silence. And, you know, he was talking about how this was an expression of his experience in Serbia and what it was like to live in Serbia. And I said, well, I got to check out this movie. And I read a couple reviews and they didn't say what was in it. So very quickly I found it and downloaded it and watched it. And I'm hardcore, man. I'll, I'll say this right now. I, I will, I've seen everything the Internet has to offer, good and bad, <laughs> mostly bad. You know, in the early days, I used to download, like, the Faces of Death videos, and I'd watch the Faces of Death movies, and I've seen all the torture porn movies, and, you know, I like to think of myself as being, you know, able to take... Uh, this movie had... Three parts of this movie actually had me, like, trying... Fighting not to, to, to look away from the screen, and... Literally, my brain was doing that. No, 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 and and in not just a gross-out way, and you know, the most deep down, disgusted, horrible way you could have. And and like a fool, I uh, this movie seems to be <laughs> traumatic to people. I saw it, and I immediately wanted to talk to somebody about it. I didn't know anybody. Um had seen it so I went on to the forums and uh, just started generally talking about it and saying over and over again how nobody should see this movie knowing that it would attract the right kind of person who would go well wait a minute maybe I should see this movie and here he sits with us today so so oh, do Jesus. you hate me? <laughs> do, do, you, do you hate my guts for for Opening that can of worms. Oh man, it's uh, I don't, I don't hate you at all. <laughs> That's good. That's good. This no, is a movie uh, that you could it, lose friends over. <laughs> e- easily, <laughs> easily. Uh, it, it, it's 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 staggering in its 
ability to be utterly profane, mm -hmm. vulgar, and absolutely blasphemous, and at the same time, still look like it, you know, wasn't a complete low-budget well, yeah. movie and had some pretty decent acting. Well, you in see, it. I'm not a big fan of torture porn, as. I such. can't stand I, it I, I remember like seeing the first Saw movie and thinking, okay, that had a nice little twist to it, but you know, I could tell the brutality was just, you know, it was it was entertainment. It was definitely brutality in the sake for the sake of entertainment. And you know, and yeah. that and that sort of spawned you you had your hostel. I haven't seen Hostel Two yet. I saw Hostel One and I thought it was a fair, you know, grindhouse bad-natured movie, but it didn't have anything... Most of the torture porn doesn't really have anything to it, you know? Like, um... Yeah, it's... It's just... Watch watch the pretty people get killed when that yeah. happens. And yeah, and, uh... And, uh... Oh, we get the extra bonus of hearing my neighbor mow the lawn out the window. Um... Nice. <laughs> and, uh... So I've always been sort of I'll, I'll I'll check them out and I've I've like I saw one called um, Martyrs that was really good. It was it really was almost kind of like uh, a statement saying, okay, you want torture porn? We'll give you torture porn, but we'll add some brains to it. And that movie was ten times, a hundred times more effective than say Hostel or something like this. This. <laughs> This almost, you know, begs the the title torture porn because, well, I'll I'll, I'll sort of go over the story, of the the general premise of it is uh, there's a a guy named Milos who lives in Serbia and he's a porn actor, and um, he's semi-retired. You know, he's made just enough money probably to 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 keep his family in the house, and he takes a job every once in a while just to keep the money coming in. And he gets offered a, a lot of money by an old um, co-worker, you know, a porn actress co-worker with this crazy director named Vukmir, who's making art porn and offering tons of money. And he wants Milos because Milos is a, is a genius of porn. You know, he's a master, you know, of, of porn or whatever. He really admires his work. And, um, you know, he, he ends up taking the job with with a lot of you know his wife sort of talks him into it at the end or sort of says well hey that's a lot of money and it turns out they're filming it without a script and um you know without uh, just sort of live and without telling him what to do he wears a little earpiece and after the first day it gets a little violent and there's a kid brought in who's watching the whole thing and he's just sort of turned off by the whole affair he doesn't like the way it's going and decides to quit and from there it just goes downhill and you know they're, 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 uh, just as a warning to people there are babies involved um, no punches <laughs> are pulled in this movie literally figuratively when you say tor there's torture in this movie there's porn in this movie the, I mean the, the, I, I, from doing some reading the two actors are two of the like uh, you know, A-list actors in Serbia, and uh, to their credit, they go full out in their in 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 their acting in this. They, uh, it must have been a very unpleasant experience to act in this. And 
And I want to also stress, though, that this is just an incredibly written movie. The, the more I think about it, the more I see its, its metaphor, you know, expressed in the movie and on different deep levels. But boy, <laughs> at, at such a cost. I think that's going to be lost on a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, and that's that's one thing that I was going to ask you is, do you think you would have gotten much, you know, allegorical, metaphorical in it if if you hadn't heard anything about it, if you hadn't seen, like, the director saying, this is about what it's like to live in Serbia or be an artist in Serbia? And, and it, one, you know, once he explained it all, I saw it right there. I don't know if I would have picked it up right away. I absolutely would not have. Absolutely not. I would not have gotten any of the subtext to it. Just because of the way it's presented and the fact that it's it, it's it's setting out to shock you. Yes. And rightly so for this specific reason that the director has. But if you didn't hear anybody discuss it, you would have no idea. You would just think it's, let's try to piss off as many people as we possibly can. Well, I definitely think there was an ele- you know, I mean, he, he, he talks about the metaphor. There's definitely an element of it where, you know, there's no way when they were writing this movie that they didn't know that this would cause outrage everywhere. You know, it's, I, I, I was watching it thinking, where are they going to show this? I know one place around here in Rochester that'll show it. And that's because it's a museum of film, and the curator there is crazy. He'll show anything there. He's shown <laughs> flat-out porn movies for their historical significance there. So he'll show it just for the fact that nobody else will show it. But it's, you know, if it wasn't for the Internet, for better or worse, you know, this movie probably wouldn't be be making it around. I think it's going to have a life on DVD to some extent. <laughs> I think if it ever makes it stateside, if anybody actually willingly decides to distribute that and incur the cost of putting it out there, it, it even in the uncut form, I don't, I don't think that's seen. I don't States. see how they, I, I just don't see how they could run it uncut. Literally, it's what uh, I've, I've never now the only other movie I've ever seen like this that like was that deep affecting in its evilness was. Uh, have you ever seen uh, Cannibal Holocaust? Uh, no, I actually haven't haven't checked that one out yet. I, I'm f- I'm familiar enough with 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 the you know the outrage that that sparked though. And it was it was a movie that you know when it was over I sat and s- just staring at the screen going holy shit I thought that was gonna be just you know an Italian gore movie and uh, it really affected me. The problem I had the the the, the thing that pissed me off about that movie most is animals were actually killed in it at least in this movie there's a level of where you can say well everything's fake in this movie you know nobody's really killed no children are hurt no babies are certainly hurt and you know and you know in in reality but even so, the idea, the lines that are crossed are lines that I never even <laughs> would have thought existed or, you know, or would have thought of. Yeah. Well, it's not even that lines are crossed. It's that he's going to, they throw out a line, they completely defecate all over it, and then go on to another line and say, oh, <laughs> that you ain't seen nothing yet. Yeah. And it's just, it's, 
it's it's like it's like going into the you know the seven layers of hell. It yeah. just keeps getting deeper and deep, worse and worse. It's it's it, it's it's literally like a nightmare put on film. I mean, everything that you wouldn't want to have to experience in life is in this. Yeah, and um, and it has a little bit of that. It, it has that out of time element where um, at, at one point they they shoot this guy up with you know a combination of speed and you know horse aphrodisiacs and he blacks out and the only way that we and he learn about what happened to him during the blackout is he goes back to where they were filming and finds a bunch of tapes and you know runs off and he's watching them in the camera and that sequence as you piece together what happened to him and that is one of the most horrifying sequences in a movie I've ever seen of there's there's not a lot of like big surprises in this movie like there you know twists it's more of like this inevitable no. slide where you know what's going to happen and there's nothing you can do to stop it and you know and the metaphor basically you're fucked from the moment you're born to the moment you die in Serbia is just so i mean the metaphors in this are completely you know when when he says you're fucked it's illustrated literally in this movie it's 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 literal yeah. and and as i was watching it i'm thinking you know and, and and this is the wonderful thing about this movie it's making me think crazy thoughts like i'm thinking they're i don't think they're crazy i think he actually meant these but they're crazy thoughts as in they're not thoughts you would normally have bouncing around your head for any other reason yeah and i'm watching this movie and i'm going <laughs> This guy's penis symbolizes art. <laughs> They've made his penis <laughs> apparently. Yeah, and, and I mean and, and I was like following that metaphor through and it's it's like very um you you have the character of his brother who's a cop and his brother's just insane, you know, it's that 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 sort of evil cop mentality of where his brother hates him because this guy's in porno movies and gets to have all these all these girls and has no problem getting it up and you know as as the art as art he can create you know at the drop of a hat no matter what no matter what circumstances he's ready to go and create art where where his brother would like to create create art i.e. use his penis but he can't he yeah, can't oh yeah. he's totally unable to do it and he covets his brother and and the thing about it is as being an artist in Serbia or being an artist in general you have to make art so he ha you know he does what he does and as the circumstances yeah. get worse and worse around him he's still doing what he does but what he's doing is getting uglier and uglier and it's not even being done it's like his creative force is being taken and turned towards, you know, the state or, you know, power and authority. And the artist is going to create, but as the situation around the artist gets worse, the art that the artist is going to make is going to get uglier and uglier. And, <laughs> and this movie is a perfect... I mean, Serbia, you know, in the last 20 years has been basically civil wars and and you know ethnic cleansing and you know totalitarian rule so i just think that kind of thing breeds this kind of movie it remind did you ever see uh sallow 
by Pasolini? Uh, no, no, uh, I don't. don't bother. <laughs> it's another <laughs> okay. one of those ones that you see and you go, why? Do, you know, it's beautifully filmed, but it's just the most degrading, horrible. But you know that that sort of came out of you know a response to and cannibal holocaust to an extent they both came out of italy sort of you know in the couple decades after world war Two, after you know horrors in in europe so this is uh, i just don't know i i think the people who are listening now they know who they are who will go watch this movie i think if you're a serious film person like i really seriously you know i'm gonna sit down and I've watched Citizen Kane a hundred times. Then you probably should see this movie. You should buckle down and see it. I remember on Facebook, <laughs> I found this person who does, like, just regular movie reviews. You know, and, the, hey, you know, I I just loved Hot Tub, Tub Time Machine, you know. It was a little gross, but, you know, it was funny. And they somehow saw this movie in their review. <laughs> I, I just felt so, but they were just like, you know used the word banned about 20 times I've never thought a movie should be banned but this movie should never be shown you know what if a child gets a hold of this movie and uh. oh for, for fuck's sake we could barely get a yeah. hold of it <laughs> and they're worried about a kid getting a hold of it yeah, I, yeah there's no need to ever ban anything that you know somebody's trying to create but it's not I'm trying to word this the right way. It, it. Nobody should see it, but you should. Right, right. Just it's one. It's one of those contradictory movies. It's it's not. It's not like sitting down and renting Last House on the left, where you know the the the, the seriousness of it is you know balanced out with the ridiculous bumbling cops or you know Dead Alive, where it's over the top but for the sake yeah, of the laugh. Yeah. I mean, there's absolutely there's absolutely nothing enjoyable in this, other than the fact that. I mean, I was watching a low-quality copy, and it looked great. I mean, it was like it—it it, the stuff in that was what Nightmare on Elm Street it's should be in the way it looks. It was just filmed. so yeah, demented. it's beautifully filmed. It's intricately written, beautifully acted and directed. It's just evil. It's pure, just yeah. It is. Evil. It's a, it's a, it's dangerous. Yes, it's a dangerous. Yes, film. and I mean, on some level, on a visceral level, I really admire that. I really admire an artist who's willing to go. I'm not going to pull a single punch. I'm I'm going to let this play out to its natural end, no matter how horrible it is. I'll show it, you know, and and not do the you know last minute drawback or the last minute happy ending or the la- you know nothing like that. Yeah. And it's made even more evil by the first half hour of it is really kind except for a few you know it's it's i mean the like the the first scene in the movie is the guy's kid has gotten a hold of one is like six years old and has gotten a hold of one of his porno dvds and is watching his dad have sex with this woman and you know the parents wake up and and find him and are explaining to him and you know it's just a really nice scene of parents and kids and how well they handle the fact that their kid's seen a porno movie and explaining to him the feelings that he's feeling and it's it's 
Yeah, I thought that was really, really nicely done, actually. I, I When at first, you know, when they first were at the beginning of the film, they're talking to the son, and I, I was like, oh, maybe this isn't going to be as crazy, because it, it, it played off very much like, you know, a couple that would actually go through something like that would yeah, probably talk and, to that and, kid. And I started thinking, this is a really um, sort of progressive and together couple. You know, they're married... She knows about his porn past, and she's okay with it, you know. And they're very secure in their relationship, and they're very, they're very confident and and um, open-minded in the way they deal with their son. And their son's very, you know, obviously very bright and well-adjusted. And that's what makes it all the more evil because when it starts to slide, you know, it, it, that first half hour is probably what makes what follows it all the more just yeah, horrifying. If you, if, if, yeah, if they, if they didn't give that few minutes at the beginning to say, you know, this guy seems like a pretty nice guy, seems like a, you know, decent family, then you wouldn't, you wouldn't really care as much. But, I mean, just the way they do it, the few scenes that they have between uh, Milos and his son really well done, and you really start to feel bad for him by about the 45-minute mark. And a lo- yeah, and a lot of times in, in those kinds of movies, they'll set up the character like they would have set up Milos's character as being more involved in it, and maybe you know they would have made him deserve what happens to him more. But in this, you know, he's from from the minute things start to go from the minute like I started to find myself truly morally repulsed. And that's the scene, you know, where where the director shows Milos the movie that he's made. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. From that, you know, I mean, Milos reacts in the same way the audience does. Total disgust, and yeah. he's out of there. Like, like never coming back out of there. And at that point, he, he wants nothing to do with it. And it's too late, you know, at, at that point. And so yeah. it's just, you know, they don't even give you a little bit of, like, hatred towards his character. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, there's, there's no heroes Mm-mm. in this film at all. There's, there's absolutely nobody that you can really cheer for. Everybody is a victim. They're either victimizers or victims. There's no, there's no heroes in it at all. And I think it was, it's interesting is that every part of this, Basically, <laughs> comes down to you get fucked, mm-hmm. and then you get dead. And you, and I mean, that was like fucked. the whole yeah, thing. And in 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 Serbia, yeah. and the director actually spells it out. He has a big spiel where he says, you know, the only thing Serbia has to sell now is victimization. That's the only thing we've got in this country is our is our victimness, and. Um, Ugh. And and basically every basically the movie says if you live in Serbia if you have a if you have your own thing going where you're you're happy and you know you've got your good life and you're a good person it doesn't matter you're still you know you're still just can be broken down into into a fifty dollars you know or I mean it's sort of hinted in this movie there's a scene where the brothers telling him that well, he asked the brother to research the filmmaker and you know you get that you know you get a little sketch of the filmmaker's background and he was a child psychiatrist then he worked for the secret police 
and uh, <laughs> yeah, how yeah, does one do that and, exactly? And then he worked with, and then he was working with wealthy Japanese businessmen. So that just has the the total um, that that yeah, that's a all three of those are bad signs. Japanese businessmen in movies like this always mean snuff film. <laughs> always mean you know that's <laughs> oh, it, that was one thing that I always that that I always wonder about this, and I think it was something. It was also mentioned in that eight millimeter movie, which I wasn't a big fan of. Um, that it's always you know there, there's always a big market in Japan for these snuff movies. And I think that's because actually there's never, as far as anybody knows, nobody's ever found a, a real snuff movie. They're 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 pretty much a yeah. Myth. There's no such there's no such actual. So they thing. have to write I it mean, off that's from all the research. Yeah, I, I mean there's there's been serial killers who videotaped their work, but that's a different thing. That's more of serial killer craziness yeah. keeping their thing. Nobody's really like killed anybody and marketed it. Or if they do, it's so yeah. underground that you know it's never come out, and I just sort of, I sort of doubt that. You know, I I, I just I, I I doubt that anything that that occurs. The closest thing to snuff films, I think, and they're not. They're political. Are like say the Afghani, you know, rebels slitting Russians' throats or cutting people's heads. You know cutting people's heads off. Those are almost snuff films, but those are done, you know, more as acts of terrorism. That's for, that's for a cause. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As horrible as it's that is, money. yeah. There's definitely not money changing hands with those ones. So, you know, and there's, there's a, you know, there's this element of watching movies like this where you become, um, you know, you feel like you, 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 by watching it, you're, you're, somehow um, taking part in it you know you bear responsibility for what's happening on screen you know the the same as say I mean legally that's the way it is with say kitty porn or if you really did have have a snuff film you know you're you're if you watch a snuff film if you go out and buy a snuff film and watch it you're an accessory to murder and you know, to a psychological extent, people feel these that way. I think when they watch movies like this, and there's a lot of people who just they just love. You know, they'll watch torture porn and they'll laugh all the way through it. You know, I know people like that, and 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 I'm not going to say they're horrible people because of it. You know, it may be their way of dealing with it or something. But I think this is the kind of movie that will shut people like that up. The people who are like, I'm going to see an extreme movie. Oh, yeah. It's... Yeah, there's no there's no entertainment quality in the, in, the, in the stuff that's intentionally trying to upset you. It's... Yeah, it's not entertainment in the traditional horror movie sense. I mean, it's true right. horror. I mean, it's... This is... It, stuff that probably is happening and could be happening. It's... It's the it's the horror that's right outside the front well, one door, thing, you know, to to a lot of people. One in the world. thing he said is almost everything that's happened in the movie has actually happened in Serbia in some way or another, you know, in I in, don't doubt it. In the last twenty years. Which is pretty you know, pretty hor ethnic cleansing's pretty horrifying, so you know. Yeah. As and it's something yeah, it's something I guess we don't really like, I, re- I, 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 I'm, I'm kind of ashamed, but I had to do a little research on Serbia to find out 
Exactly. I knew there was trouble. Yeah, I neglected there. to do my research. I knew, I knew that it was a troubled part of the 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 globe, but I didn't know that it was literally, you know, that uh, you know, bi bodies piled up, ugly, and twenty years of poverty and degradation and and bloodshed in the streets. But yeah, <laughs> pretty strong meat. I don't see a, I don't see another movie coming along in a long time <laughs> that's going yeah, to Yeah, something like this is only going to come from an angry person in an angry and, place that's really shouting to for attention. And it, and, it, and to some degree I feel sorry for this filmmaker cuz he's going to have this movie no matter what he makes after this. And I'm going to be very interested to see if he goes in a different direction than this or if he keeps just trying to be extreme and, and uh, transgressive, you know, or if he, you know, what I, I, I think it would be hilarious. Where do you, where do you go, yeah. though? I mean, if I were him, I would just, I would say, fuck it. I would just do, like, a, a love story, you know? <laughs> yeah, A G-rated exactly. love story, I mean, you know? Oh, wouldn't that be interesting? Oh, this movie was great. It's this beautiful love story. Let's find out what else yeah, this guy Yeah, let's go into done. his back catalog. Yeah, but I just have a feeling people aren't going to be, like, popping this one up on Netflix and or going to pick it up in the red box in the, in the near future. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I really don't know. I mean... I, <laughs> and, and I'm going to say this. I'm going to watch it again, eventually. I, I definitely am going to watch it again when they show it at the theater near here because it's literally like three blocks away from my house and I love seeing movies like this with an audience I'll, I'll be I, I I'll be sitting yeah, in the I'll I'd be like sitting to. in there with like a cell phone camera like filming the audience during all the key parts <laughs> just to see just to hear and see oh, the I, reaction just keep the video on the door and see how fast yeah, people leave yeah yeah what I yeah, do. I've. I mean, it's. That's also. I mean, Ugh. really, that part of the cinema experience is stuff like that for me that makes it. I love people getting up and walking out of a movie. That always is just. It's just like, oh my god, this is awesome. Somebody is so pissed off. They're walking out now, and I've only seen it. <laughs> I've only seen it twice, and the first one was when I was in high school, and I went to see Return of the Living Dead. Uh, at, at the theater <laughs> and it was a matinee and it was packed full of parents bringing their kids to it hey it's a monster movie oh yeah geez. and <laughs> you know about a half hour in they were they were the the kids were down for the whole movie except for the ones that were crying and then uh <laughs> yeah. and then the second one was uh south park bigger longer uncut it had one of those sneak previews where they hand out like free passes to the movies and that's always a yep. big invitation for senior citizens to come out and uh, oh, yeah. and play. So we saw this with a packed matinee full of old folks. And <laughs> that was the most beautiful walking out of a theater I've ever seen in my life because it coincided <laughs> with the movie where the people were walking out of the theater during the Shut Your Fucking Face Uncle Fucker song. <laughs> So people on the screen are getting up and walking out. People in reality are getting up and walking out. And, you know, then they're showing the, the kids on the screen with big grins on their faces. And me and my friends are sitting there with big grins on our faces going, this is pure cinema 
just wonderfulness. Uh. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm looking forward to this being the third, third walkout, big walkout film of all time. I don't know though. Those the the the, the people there have pretty strong stomachs, and I've seen. Have you ever seen Ishii the Killer? They showed Ishii the Killer there, and people ma- yeah, made it through that, that through through that. And the opening scene of that is him like masturbating into a flower pot, and the title is spelled out in his semen in the flower pot. Well, well, who doesn't masturbate into a pot? I, that's I mean, the best that's place too. Yeah, that's right? the best place too. Didn't, didn't you people? Didn't your parents ever teach you that? Maybe some of these people don't have potted uh, plants in their house. No. I don't know, but. You know, that's what I always thought potted plants were for. All my plants are like four feet high. They're <laughs> they're growing like motherfuckers. <laughs> Miracle grow. You heard it here first, yeah. folks. Honeywell semen will cause you a plant to grow. Yes, I don't have a green thumb. Okay. No, no, it's a green something else. <laughs> Did you know you can sponsor an episode of this or any other of your favorite Two True Freaks affiliated shows? That's right. Simply click the PayPal link on our website, donate any amount at all, tell us which show you're choosing and what message, if any, you'd like us to read on your behalf, and you will be an official sponsor of that show's very next episode with your message read in the show's opener. It's that easy and there is no minimum donation. Be a show sponsor today. Visit our website at 2TrueFreaks.Libson.com 2TrueFreaks.Libson.com is spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S dot Libson, which is L-I-B-S-Y-N dot com. You can email 2TrueFreaks directly at 2TrueFreaks at gmail.com You can find me, Scott Gardner, both on Twitter and Facebook. My name is spelled S-C-O-T-T-G-A-R-D-N-E-R. Two True Freaks is a very proud member of the League of Comic Book Podcasts. For more information, visit comicbooknoise.com slash league. We are also members of the Comics Podcast Network. You can check it out at www.comicspodcasts.com where you can hear our new episodes when we put them up. Thanks for listening. Join us every Monday for new episodes of Two True Freaks. Freaks.